0: 100% like timelines are very weird. The Terrifier 2 and the Cyberpunk 2077 happened five years after that album came out. Yeah. That's a- like that you know what I mean, I'm I'm three albums ahead already. <laughs> and, like you know, it's my first album, you know, that started getting all this shine. What you touched on is like timelines are very, very different. Like some people blow up out the gate. And some people have like one year long careers and then it's a slow burn and then suddenly they're like oh i'm paying my rent by this you know there isn't a pop but it's like they kind of are like oh when did i actually am kind of successful and i didn't even like notice
1: Today on the show, we are joined by the amazing singer-songwriter Kanga. As of today, Kanga has dropped her brand new album, Under Glass. And as we recorded this interview, you're going to hear me reference a lot her EP, Midnight Horses. It's kind of a big teaser towards this album. And as I praise that EP throughout this interview, I can tell you the album is all that and more. So go check it out. Also, it's amazing to just pick her brain on. Her history of finding herself as an artist. What is Kanga? How her music got on the Cyberpunk 2077 soundtrack, was featured in Terrifier 2, and around talking about all her momentum. She leaves us with a beautiful message for aspiring artists. And also to let you know, this interview kind of cuts into the meat and bones of our conversation, but prior to what you're gonna hear as we were setting up our mics in the recording situation, Uh, We just had this very nice talk on uh, a lot of the things people don't see around being a DIY artist. uh, How you can exhaust yourself and miss alarm clocks from working all day and night. And uh, that's something that gets referenced later on in the interview as well. That's why I'm bringing it up right now. But uh, yeah, this was such a great talk and we're going to get into it right now. It's very cool to meet you. Um... So your your latest uh, release, Midnight Horses, that people can check out right now, is kind of my introduction to you. And I even like went back to like some of like uh, your last release and everything. And I'm just totally vibing with these tracks. And I just yeah. kind of want to know like a little bit about like your personal history of music and what kind of gravitated right. you to kind of create the sound and uh, persona of Kanga
0: sure so like the my latest stuff is sort of your uh introduction into my work that's that's actually like really cool to hear because um i've been sort of like uh an underground sort of fixture in like industrial music since you know for like a while now and um like my first album uh was like very very industrial and Mm -hmm. the crowd that I got was very attached to that sound um and like as my albums progressed like they became less and less of that vibe and I've sort of shifted into this this new vibe and there's always a little bit of tension with people who are emotionally attached to a particular sound um and so working on this new music I'm very like curious to see who's going to resonate with it so it's kind of nice to be talking to somebody that doesn't have like that perspective of me as like a industrial artist doing something new but you're kind of hearing where I'm at now which is like very refreshing um Mm -hmm. but in any case to like answer your question um I have a production background um I have been, um, doing music production and, uh, had a stint, uh, with a sound design career, um, and worked on, um, some big name movies as like the, uh, the composer's assistant. Um, and, uh, I always had this, like, uh, this dream of, of combining, like, all the types of music that I really liked. I was really into like 90s EBM and industrial and experimental stuff, but also like pop music and dance music and, you know, sort of female fronted kind of things that I didn- I never really found anything that like uh, scratched the itch, you know, mm-hmm. um, at least like contemporarily. Um, And so when I first started out, um, I wanted to kind of stay on the production side and I would just like look for artists to work with. And uh, when I was really young, like back in the SoundCloud days, I had like a couple of songs that pop off there, but I didn't have any vocals on it. Um, And then so one day I was just like, you know, I'm going to like take a stab at singing singing and then uh i you know threw some vocals on on some tracks and uh connected with a great producer who uh reese fulber who you know mixed um and co-produced my first album um and it did really well and uh i was sort of like thrown into this position of um uh be like doing something that I wasn't familiar with, which was like singing and being a front woman. Um, when I just kind of wanted to be like a producer and write tracks. Um, but then when I, I found, I feel like I found like my rhythm in that. And so I really just leaned into it and now I'm I want to be a pop star.
1: <laughs> That's awesome. And you know what? It's yeah. it's kind of cool to hear like uh you started off with the production and then yeah. maybe looking for vocalists and then just having that epiphany. It's like, hey, like let's do it myself too. And you can always like I don't know, just fast track your vision in a way when you take that leap and whether it takes like a learning curve or whatever, but uh, yeah, yeah, your voice is awesome. And especially like um, listening to like your early tracks, like going red, I noticed like that was on like, had like a million like Spotify listens and just the contrast of like, yeah. I love like uh the industrial, like the heaviness with mm-hmm. like just like a nice like female voice or something like that yeah. kind of triggers my brain where I'm like, oh, this is sick, like type of yeah. vibe and everything.
0: Yeah, I mean, my early stuff, I didn't know how to sing at all. So if you if you listen to that album, I'm just and it all goes red. Like I'm I'm sitting here, like check my vital signs like I I'm not actually really singing I'm just sort of like okay I know how to make a I know how to I know how to write a hook Mm because I'm a producer right like I know how to write a hook but I don't know how to sing so I just sort of like sat in my voice and like you know I like your viciousness it's all the same right here and then um and I think that that's that like worked for it has sort of like a coldness, you know, like a, like a cool, like cool, cold distantness that like worked with that type of music. But um, I really knew in my heart that like, if I wanted to grow as an artist, then I would actually have to learn how to sing and do something like more vocally interesting. And I found that as I went in that direction, I focus less on making like bangers and more on making more sort of like uh, I don't even want to say pop but like uh, you know tracks that were more songwriting Mm -hmm. they're still dancey but it's less of just that like four on the floor heavy sucker punch you in the face yeah um and you know and it kind of divided people there were people that were like oh my god it's so cool you can see this progression as an artist and then there were people that were like we want like the club hits and yeah
1: they're like i want to bang my head <laughs> but yeah uh,
0: and that's valid you know but i yeah. i have i have the album for that so mm-hmm. like, listen to that, you know what i mean so yeah, yeah and even
1: live like you can mix it up you know like have a whole experience yeah. um one uh musician i admire he's from uh, vancouver his name is uh devin townsend and uh he used to be in like a brutal heavy band Mm -hmm. and then like uh started doing solo stuff where it goes to like ambient like dance music and it took like a couple albums but then people just kind of followed and just kind of liked him for his creativity and then after a while like you see him live it's it's a variety show and it's awesome and i feel like if you have that in your heart like go for it too especially if it's naturally coming out of you and everything
0: yeah, I mean that I'll I'll check them out because I completely relate to that progress. And like all of the artists that have had like the biggest creative impact on me are all artists that like make a different album each time. Mm-hmm. And um and I see that that it's hard to carry the popularity, but the fan base seems to tap into the true creative process of that artist and that's where you get like these fan bases that are like so supportive and like actually love you and
1: they're gonna be lifers
0: yeah and they're they're not they're not looking for bangers like they already have your bangers and they're they like want to hear what you have to say and what you have to go through and they love the story and i think that um you know, there are, there are bands and artists that make the same album over and over again and people eat that shit up, but it's mm-hmm. like, um, and that's wonderful. That's just a different type of artist than than me, you know?
1: Yeah. It's really cool. So and uh it's it's cool to kind of hear your background also like you mentioned like in more like a cinematic type of production with sound too and uh, I don't know if this was consciously on Midnight Horses but I noticed too even like the way the track list kind of flows together it kind of has like a build-up and stuff almost like whether the lyrics relate or not the music kind of feels like it takes you on this journey was that like a conscious thing going
0: on yeah actually so I'm a I'm a heavy album person I love Mm -hmm. albums so um when I make music I I always write with two things in mind how is it going to be performed live and how is it going to sit in an album so when I'm like writing an album I make these songs and I start piecing together like where I think uh each song sort of relates to the other um and so I'm always kind of keeping that in mind a little bit because I really like the experience of sitting down and and listening to an album and and being taken on a journey. Um, and we don't like live in album times, you know, we live in, in streaming singles and stuff like that. Um, but the people who are listening to your album, it's like, I kind of feel like you need to like, uh reward them you know like take them on a little bit of a journey and um so yeah I I'm very happy that you picked up on that because yeah that's, that's something that I'm very like conscious about when I write
1: I love it too yeah and you you didn't mention like nowadays uh, and even like I've known some people who got signed to record labels too and they're all about like the singles and blah 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 almost like to the point where they're having internal debates from executives like of like just in their heart wanting to make an album but it's like I don't know just like the way the algorithms are and all that stuff so it's very refreshing to hear you just like kind of uh want to do that process just as an artist too because it might even be like because of i'm also in my 30s too the generation we came from Mm -hmm. and like how we would consume music and i love having like a big piece of like a bunch of tracks and just sitting down and taking some time instead of getting like the quick fix and then done you know
0: yeah I mean I was you know pretty uh I was pretty young when like iPods came out but I remember like you had to manually sort of like create playlists, and it was like here's the workout playlist and here's the sad playlist and here's the thing but it was like you it like took work and you really had to like curate it
1: mm-hmm. and
0: um like but you still had like the like your comfort albums you know, yeah. like, you have, like, the albums that that you went as, like, security blankets, you know? Um, and, like, I just think that that was so important for me. I get why things have changed. And I get why uh, streaming is the way that it is. But it's also really hard to measure success when mm-hmm. you live in... a a single streaming kind of thing because the algorithm will feed the singles and you'll get a lot of listeners for singles but they're not people who are listening to the albums Mm -hmm. so it's really it's really hard to figure out like what is actually um hitting yeah. you know does that
1: make sense it's definitely makes sense too and yeah. almost like I see something similar on the podcast side like a lot of uh mm-hmm. my big things would get like um hits from making clips and uh right. stuff like that and maybe like a clip will get like a hundred thousand views but it doesn't mean like everybody's going back right. and listening to the whole conversation right, yeah. having. you know it's yeah. uh but uh, yeah, I guess it's just so much information going so fast and like people yeah. are conditioned to TikTok, just being on the infinite scroll or Spotify yeah. playlist like on to the next but uh, it's interesting times but you're actually like you're absolutely killing it right now and uh, even, <laughs> oh even like I, I wanted I wanted to mention to uh, on this uh, album to bad girl. It was featured on the cyberpunk game and in terrifier. Am I correct? As oh well? no,
0: those are those are um two two different songs. So oh going, okay,
1: my bad apologies for no, that. No, it's
0: okay. Going red was on Cyberpunk 2077. Nice. And then, um, so that was and then Machine uh was in Terrifier too. Oh,
1: ah, okay. Uh, I uh I did like a Google search and somebody gave me the wrong information. Oh, there. it's okay. I I mean <laughs>
0: i i totally get that um i think bad girl might have been put on like some playlist so maybe there was some sort of i don't know i put it out in the world and i'm like you guys figure it out (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah no i didn't even know going red was in cyberpunk 2077
1: wow like no one
0: told no one told me that's
1: insane and you know what's so like cool like um or even I feel like the times have changed where like a lot of younger people they're not um getting their music from the radio anymore it's like I hear so much from like video games and that was such a high selling I think 20 million copies like off the jump type of thing and to have your song in there but that's so interesting to me that you didn't know it was in there like just they just
0: well because it's, it or... no because it's um it's not in the how do I put it? it's not in the actual game mm-hmm. but the game has an official soundtrack
1: ah okay and
0: the soundtrack because it's like not in the game you don't have to license it so you don't have to like hit up publishing or licensing or anything like that you can literally just like got like they have like their spotify like their official spotify and then they add the tracks that are in the soundtrack Uh, and so because there's no licensing like it's literally just like a glorified like spotify playlist basically uh, but it's put together by the game Mm,
1: so um
0: so it's like i basically like you know had this uh and and it's all, you know, it was like health and like, you know, all these like big bands. And then, you know, they they added mine and I didn't even know until like somebody was like, oh my God, you're on the, you're on the like playlist soundtrack. And I was like, that's so, that's so cool. Yeah, um, definitely.
1: Just to get, like, oh, okay, sorry I, to cut you off. Yeah.
0: No, I mean, I was just going to say like, but that's why everything is so different with streaming because with streaming, you like you don't even need like publishing or licensing like to to do something which is actually kind of cool. Like you can sort like a big game can be like, well, here's our soundtrack. You can't buy it so we don't need to license it, but you can stream the five million people that follow it online can stream it.
1: Mm-hmm. so and for it's like an fair. artist that's like a that's good advertising too if some people just for want fair. that vibe because it fits the vibe of the game and even I feel like um just that darker industrial synth wave I got introduced to that type of scene from video games like 10 years yeah. ago there was a game called Hotline Miami and it yeah. introduced me to Carpenter Brut and like a bunch of like other artists in that circle too so even like uh, going to hear like going red it reminded me of that game and if they ever like hear about or if I ever hear about them making a sequel I'm gonna just start spamming them I'm like put Kanga in your game like, <laughs> it's yeah. like, it just Hell like yeah. fits that vibe like perfectly and everything
0: thank you yeah I mean that that album just like that was all for my first album and it it had so many uh it's just yeah I'm so I'm so thankful that it had that um and uh like I said I'm kind of moving in a different direction but there's also like something else that I have in the oven that I haven't really talked about yet which kind of is gonna be like going back to a little bit more of that side but I'm exciting I can't talk about it yet.
1: (laughs) well when it does come out we will share the shit out of it and everything but um, Yeah. yeah and um even like a lot of people listen to these segments and they're like kind of uh, aspiring creators themselves. And as somebody who's kind of, I don't know, just like, I think it's cool. Like how DIY and self-made of a musician you are. Would you have any like advice for somebody who's kind of got all these ideas and they're trying to put them together or take the next step from out of their recording studio or anything? Mm
0: -hmm. Um. So I am still trying to figure that out myself. Uh, I I think that um, there's there's one one thing which is um, you can make music um, that is pure like purely artistic and purely for yourself and it's and it's art um, and it's going to live inside of your head and live inside of your heart. And it, when you tie yourself emotionally to that, you can get really frustrated with other people not picking up on that, because you're like, "How is this not relating? This is so good." Um, but oftentimes, with art, you're having a conversation with yourself, and having a conversation with yourself doesn't necessarily translate to having a conversation with other people. Mm. So I think that a lot of people take it really personally when they make something that they're super proud of and it just doesn't hit. Um, and so what I would say, it like from sort of being a professional creative is that you kind of have to know what you're trying to say and what you're trying to do. Um, because a lot of people are just sort of like, this is my creative energy and it's so good and I'm putting it out there and people will have to like it because it's just, it's so good. Um, but it's like, if you're coming from a place of just having like a conversation with yourself, um, you're going to get the few people that are going to love you and are going to love that conversation, but it's it's going to be really hard to, to get out there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just tell people who are kind of like, coming into it like what's your goal like what's your objective do you do you want to be this truly like 100 yourself don't care what anyone else thinks artist or are you trying to make something that is like more relatable for wider audiences um and I think like going into that, not really knowing what you're trying to do or what you're trying to say it causes people like a lot of emotional, uh, like just tension, mm-hmm, <laughs> you know, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, just like get really good at what you're trying to do. Um, and then, uh, figure out who you're talking to. Are you talking to yourself and you want a couple people to sit in on that? Or are you trying to talk to a lot of people and how, what are you going to say if that's the case? Mm-hmm, so. Yeah
1: yeah that's, that's definitely <laughs> no that's true and i love like uh how introspective you got with that too because that is like a constant thing with like creatives too uh they can take uh they could maybe like work on something for months you know and they put yeah. it out there and it's uh doesn't get the result they want yeah. and almost like take it personally but
0: yeah. i don't know of course you yeah would.
1: Definitely, definitely. And I even noticed from uh, early days of doing like these interviews, too. It's like the same thing. and But uh, if you stay consistent, true to yourself, like sometimes it's uh, a slower burn that way. But people will find it after time, you know, and and enjoy it. It's just uh, you can be making great stuff, but it's not like reaching whether it's like the right ears or eyes or if you're a filmmaker or whatever. But but, yeah, yeah, I mean, what you said.
0: No, 100%. Like timelines are very weird. The Terrifier 2 and the Cyberpunk 2077 happened five years after that album came out. Yeah. That's like amazing. that, you know what I mean? I'm I'm three albums ahead already. <laughs> and like, you know, it's my first album, you know, that started getting all this shine. Um, Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. Another, like what you touched on is like timelines are very, very different. Like some people blow up out the gate. And some people have like 20 year long careers and then it's a slow burn. And then suddenly they're like, oh, I'm paying my rent by this. You know, there isn't a pop, but it's like, they kind of are like, oh, when did I actually am kind of successful and I didn't even like notice. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, Yeah. So yeah, it's hard to not compare yourself to other people, but you should keep in mind that, you know, timelines are very different. So
1: yeah, most definitely. And you can often get too much in your own head. And I I like uh, what you said too. It's just like how almost like sometimes you don't even notice the growth because you're so yeah. deep into it. And uh, yeah, me and a videographer buddy of mine, we just had a conversation where we met like 10 years ago and what we're doing now too. And just like talking about yeah. the stuff we're stressed about now being like, yo, why would have killed to have this stress like yeah, back then you know 100%. it's like it's like yo what happened it almost kind of gave like a sense of pride but like if you're in for yeah. the long game and stay consistent uh doesn't matter what your art form I believe like things yeah. will start happening and moving in your way
0: for sure I mean I'm so glad you brought that up because I you know we were talking about how I was just so tired and overwhelmed and I, I slept through you know our last meeting. Yeah. And I was like, God, you know God damn like why am I I'm so stressed out. I'm so tired all the time. And then I was like, I don't have a day job right now because I get to like do this. Mm-hmm. like I get I got to sleep in because I don't have a day job that I needed to wake up for because I am like doing this. like that is like so cool. Yeah. You know, it, I, I'm burnt out from doing this instead of burnt out like bartending or you know, burnt out from like working a nine to five. Like that's so cool that I'm burnt out from this, you know. Yeah,
1: you're you're literally like living the dream, like uh the things that you wanted to happen are happening to. And I'm happy you got your rest that day. I totally understand. Yeah. <laughs> if Uh, if you didn't wake up from an alarm that means it's needed like sometimes too like I feel like you can get so caught up in the grind where you just become unhealthy and like I'm a sucker for that too and I need to remind myself it's like okay to turn off because also with what you do there's no like end goal it's like infinite you know like you can always work on yeah. something any time of day yeah. like tweak like it's it's okay. crazy so um yeah like every once in a while yeah, we got to have a reminder to just you know breathe
0: <laughs> yeah it's on the whiteboard <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> like <on> the whiteboard. <laughs> i hope you got some blank days
1: where it's just like nope i'm <laughs> <You're> just gonna kinda... it's <laughs> i have to like squeeze it in there
0: yeah, yeah. um no, I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, you're absolutely right. There's no, there's no end goal. And like, when I was uh like first starting out, I think it was sort of like, I want to, I want to be at this level and I want to tour this much and I want to have this many people at my, uh at my shows. And, and that was sort of like this pie in the sky, like <clears throat> sort of like. I'm not going to make it until I'm like right here. And, uh, you know, everyone gets down about their careers because everyone wants more listeners. Everyone wants more people at their shows. And so it's like, you know, I'm, I'm not at that place, uh, when I was younger that I thought would be making it, but I'm at that place where I'm like, I'm paying my rent and I'm like selling tickets and I have like music and video games and stuff. And, but you don't really see it on, on the day-to-day, you know? Yeah, it's it's like a, you just,
1: yeah. And it's almost like you keep moving your own bar of like, oh, if I get here, this will be success. Yeah. And then the next step, it's just like, but I still haven't done this. And sometimes you got to yeah. step back and just be proud of the whole journey. And uh, yeah, I yeah. think like what you're doing is awesome. I'm a brand new fan. Um, If you ever Thank like you. play shows in Canada or Toronto area, I'll definitely yeah. come out and check that out. And, um, I was
0: just there a year ago, but I'm hoping. Oh to-
1: damn, <laughs> I'm a year too late. <laughs> um,
0: but I'll I sh- I'll be back because you know new album is coming out, which means new touring cycle, and you know I'm uh, my label is based out of Canada, so I'm you know, and my mom is like half French Canadian, so I'm cool, like trying cool. to get over to East Canada as much as I can anyway, so
1: oh amazing yeah and yeah when that happens again i'll bring some people out uh i know like a bunch of people who will vibe to your tracks as well uh and uh yeah yeah, even um i noticed you said you got something else going on that you can't talk about but uh maybe to leave us like how do you feel about like uh, midnight horses finally being out and uh getting into people's ears
0: um i mean it's it's great it was uh it was the first time that we rolled out like so many singles. So basically it was like, we had, uh, cause the album is called under glass and we, uh, we rolled out, I think like five, maybe six singles, um, in the course of a year. Uh, so we basically like released almost half of the album before the album came out. And, um, we chose the singles that like we thought, you know, would be popular, but also, uh, that were sort of like a, like a smorgasbord of like what the album is. um, And it's like very interesting to see like what songs people seem to like respond to the most. Like rehab was like the one that like the, the old fans attached themselves to because it was like the most like industrial. And then like Magnolia was the one that it was the first one that rolled out where people were like, Oh, she's doing something different. And it got like the attention And then Bad Girl was like, oh, this is like a this is like a 90s bop, you know, Mm -hmm. like I got those people that don't like industrial music, but like the Kylie Minogue, like, you know, sort of like dancey vibe. Um, And the Midnight Horses is is like kind of a taste of like, oh, there's some like band tracks on the album, too. Like, you know, Mm -hmm. there's like some new shit going on. So I I was really excited about how people were like responding to the tracks. And uh, I hope that that when the album comes out and when people listen to it from start to finish, they'll they'll hear the cohesion instead of hearing like the six kind of different tracks that came out. They'll actually hear like the the progression that happens in the album. Uh, So, yeah, it's like it's it's a very different schedule or like process that uh, that I've ever done before release. So it's an experiment basically.
1: Yeah, that's awesome and exciting times. And it's it's awesome to just kind of hear how pure it kind of came from like your soul in a way, you know, like just like it was just something you felt like you needed to do, even though you built this fan base who wants to bang their head against the wall to like yeah. <laughs> to like the the industrial going red type of stuff. But um I love that you kind of did what you just felt like you needed to do. And I really commend that. And yeah, grats on on the release.
0: Thank you. Um yeah, I the the other thing that I can't talk about at all uh mm-hmm. comes from I made the decision to go for my Kangas stuff to go more singer songwriter and more uh like in this vein. Um okay. I thought it was very important like for me in my heart I was like Kanga has to do that's like my heart and soul like what I'm what I'm doing in the moment and if I'm going in the singer songwriter kind of direction that's what's going to happen but there is that other part of me that is. Mm the the dark side
1: oh cliffhanger
0: yeah so and i was like that's <laughs> not dying that is so i have i that thing is is doing its own thing over here and i'm just as excited about that
1: oh so, let's fucking go it. <laughs> yeah i love it well
0: <laughs> yeah i'm so excited i'm excited yeah. for everything but that i kind of even though i can't talk about it i wanted to put it out there because um there are a lot of people that are like, Oh, I miss, I miss like when she was like heavier. And I'm like, no, 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 no.
1: That's still part of you.
0: That's, that's not going away. Like, don't, don't worry about that. It's just, you know, it'll be, yeah. 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 So in any case, that's all I wanted to say.
1: (laughs) Oh, I love it. And you know what, hopefully uh, around that drop, we can catch up again, but uh, yeah, Kanga, it's so great to meet you. And, uh, thanks for the great talk today. And, uh, as you continue to release stuff, we'll continue to share it. And yeah, once again, new fan. Hope to see you sometime in the future.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, so it would be lovely to see you in Toronto. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you for the lovely conversation.
1: Boom. Thanks again to Kanga. That was so fun. Meeting you, picking your brain, learning about your heart and soul. And like we mentioned, Under Glass is out now. Wherever you can listen to music, go check that out immediately after you subscribe to this channel, of course, or follow on the Spotify's. We'll have a link to that in the description. And like every artist we talk to, we'll continue to share their stuff, follow the journey. I feel like Kanga has so many adventures ahead. It was very cool to meet her. And beyond that, I fucking love the music. Also, let me know if you're checking her out for the first time and what did you think of this interview, the album, etc., etc. And before we go, we cannot leave without thanking all you legends on the patreon page first up our boy mike carniello of the testing with mike youtube channel if you're into technology electronics how they work and most importantly how to fix them go check out testing with mike on youtube and also the lovely amanda mcknight of top 10 nerd and her very own amanda mcknight youtube channel definitely subscribe to that if you're looking for great vibes and coverage of comic books, video games, superhero movies, and all things nerdy. That's Amanda McKnight on YouTube and another shout out to the wonderful Jenny Potter, the legendary Devin McBride, Ryan frickin' Campbell, my favorite soul singer, Saber, and last but not least, Francis Coffer, AKA my mom you want to shout out at the end of every one of these episodes and get them early raw and uncut right when i'm done i take the zoom call and i post it immediately you can go to patreon.com slash the creative imbalance and beyond supporting the show and having my thanks you'll be able to go to bed at night sleep soundly knowing you're a badass motherfucker who supports raw uncut independent media And nobody can take that away from you. You hear me? And with that being said, we got a lot of new talks coming your way. Thanks for rocking with me, and we'll catch you next time.